Right now, we're facing a man-made disaster of global scale. We are the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation that can do something about it. If we put together science, technology, traditional knowledge, we can protect our planet. I want you to act as if the house was on fire, because it is. This is People Taking Action, SOA edition. For this season, we've teamed up with the Sustainable Ocean Alliance to bring you stories of people around the world who are making their sustainable ocean projects a reality with the help of an SOA grant. We're so excited to show you what this season will hold and to have some down-to-earth discussions with some of the most inspiring people saving our oceans. My name's Alex Whitebrook, and as always, with me is Khadija Stewart. Hello, that's me. Good morning, good afternoon, good day. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm having a really busy day, but... Um... Happy to be here and looking forward to meeting our interviewee for today. Yes. We're talking with Magda Sebrian, who is the founder and chief marketing officer of Go Zero Waste. Go Zero Waste is an application and website that allows you to look into zero waste opportunities in your area, whether it's clothing outlets, grocery stores, any retailers around you who offer a zero waste solution to your needs. And it's all in the interest of promoting circular economy. This is not her first circular economy project. She is a serial entrepreneur and has a background in journalism and digital marketing. So it's something that she's extremely well-versed at. And she has more than 10 years of experience in uh, different kinds of communication projects, basically promoting these kinds of things. So the app at the moment is already available in 30 countries. And I believe it might be even higher than that at the time you're hearing this. And it includes two basic features not just a map of zero waste businesses worldwide, but also a list of tips and challenges for people to start their own journey towards a more sustainable life. Yeah, Magda has received a grant from SOA for her project, and I'm really looking forward to digging into it today. Sounds like a really cool resource. So let's just start with what exactly is zero waste. I know it sounds Mm -hmm, mm self-explanatory, but I'm going to just drop a definition for you guys real quick. So basically, (laughs) the conservation of all resources by means of responsible production, consumption, reuse, and recovery of products, packaging, and materials without burning and no discharges to land, water, or air that threaten the environment or human health. So there's a lot to take in that definition right there, but the goal is basically for everything to be like ethical, economical, efficient, and basically to guide people to change their lifestyle and practices to emulate a sustainable natural cycle where, you know, all discarded materials are designed to become resources for others to use. So essentially zero waste from product idea to end. So, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. And Zero waste is obviously something that's relevant to every country. But of course, as usual, we're going to zoom in a little bit on Barcelona, where Magda is from, and Spain as a wider whole. So one thing that I was really surprised to learn researching for this episode was that Spain is one of the few countries which is planning a plastic packaging tax. Now, there are lots of these kinds of things being talked about and going around. I know that uh, from my own research and experience that China is currently planning to ban all sorts of single-use plastics in the coming five years. And the UK also has its own plastic packaging tax. But just last year, the Spanish government did approve draft legislation to ban all single-use items 
to encourage circular economy. Magda is definitely not alone. She has some pretty big backing. From declaring a climate emergency within Spain at the beginning of 2020, the government has actually moved as COVID hit towards planning a green recovery for the economy to help make sure that whatever the Spanish economy gains back after COVID, they're going to be doing it in a green and sustainable way. Yeah, and that plastic ban should be really good because the sailors and the fishermen and stuff in Barcelona have been seriously complaining because, for example, a study done by the Institute of Marine Sciences, they found that like with the fishermen in Barcelona, 38% of their catch was trash and it was plastic. So there's something that should seriously help that because you and I both know yeah. nobody likes seed plastic. So we can no. get it out of the oceans. That would be great. Yeah. And what else is going on in Barcelona? Oh, let me just start by saying Barcelona is my favorite European city today. I love it with all my heart. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Yes. But unfortunately, just like everywhere else in the world, Barcelona has been experiencing the impacts of climate change, especially with respect to rising temperatures, decreasing precipitation and related extreme events such as droughts and heat waves. And let me just say, in 2019, I went to France and I experienced a heat wave. It was 42 degrees Celsius and I thought I was going to die. So I, wow. so this heat wave thing, I... Do you get 42 degrees Celsius at home? Are you mad? <laughs> no. The highest we ever had was 35 and that was our heat wave. On average, but you have the humidity, don't you? And I guess you have the humidity in part in, the, in a no, lot of France. On, on average, our temperatures are 26 and we have wind. So oh it's now. That sounds amazing. But now it's getting warm. But... In Australia, every summer, it's 42, 45, at it's least that... for a week or two. Oh, I could. The... I, I thought I was going to catch on fire and melt away yeah, at the same it's time. It's like going outside. It's not a good time. One yeah. time my brother's shoes melted to the floor. You see what I mean? No. And then Barcelona is expected to have an increase in heat waves by, by eight, like eight times as many heat waves by the end of this century. Ooh, that's wild. And obviously that will have impacts on health, on water resources, mm. and it will have a domino effect of so many different things, even in terms of the economy, because with that kind of heat, who could work? You know, so productivity would be decreased. There's a lot. And one of the saddest things I found was that the beach, they say that the beaches could possibly disappear. And so one of their more popular beaches, San Sebastián, they're saying that this will definitely disappear. And I can't imagine a beach disappearing. For me, the beach is everything, especially being from the Caribbean. So to have the beaches disappear, that's a no. Yeah, but at least on the wider scale, there are things being done. I know that Spain has a $53 billion plan to become carbon neutral by 2050. Very ambitious. So there mm -hmm. are some good things going on. Single-use plastic has just come onto the chopping block with the uh, discussion of this new plastic tax and uh, hopefully an eventual ban of single-use plastic. It's going to be interesting to see if Magda's noticed any impact of her app locally and how it's been received globally as well. Exactly. <laughs> On that note, let's <laughs> jump into a conversation with Magda and see what she's doing to reconcile all of this. Welcome, Magda. It's really a pleasure to have you on the podcast. We've uh, just had a little bit of a chat about everything that Go Zero Waste is about, but we're really excited to hear some more. Hello, everyone. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy and excited to have you. I honestly can't wait to hear more. So what was the journey that you personally took towards starting the Go Zero Waste app? I know that you've had a lot of experience in communications and marketing, and you have a very entrepreneurial mindset from what I can tell. What was it that that took you down the journey to wanting to promote zero waste life? 
Okay, so I think it was a mix of things. First of all, together with my partner, Marty, we were doing our own zero waste journey, starting from a point where I think many people start, which is realizing the problem of waste around the world, especially when you travel, and then realizing that uh, waste management systems are broken and are not enough, especially only focusing on recycling. More and more people discover somehow, and I think that social media has helped many people to get in touch with this reality. I think it's one of the parts of this journey. Then both my partner and I, we get on really well when it comes to working together. And it was the, the appropriate moment for us to start and the journey together. And in fact, I just came back from a journey. I didn't have much money. I spent it all traveling. <laughs> but that was quite positive because this forced us to start from zero, no money, and mm. it was start with a crowdfunding campaign, which mm-hmm. is something that I would recommend to many people willing to try their ideas without uh, spending money or even building it. So, which is uh, just don't spend much money when you start. Just create a prototype, explain your idea in a way that doesn't cost you money, and get it out for people to feedback and ask for some money uh, and see if uh, there's some interest and people are willing to support you. Risky because you're exposing yourself and your ideas and Yes. <laughs> yeah of course. You're putting it you're putting it out there and yeah. needing it to be supported by others. Yeah. And, and you you feel quite vulnerable and now we're super exposed with social media and we all want to look good and show that we have strong. So this might feel risky, but it's riskier to ask money to the bank and start spending hours and money before you even know that your idea generates some sort of interest. So we just came with the idea of, okay, while we were starting our zero waste journey, we identified some barriers that stopped us from advancing as much as we wanted. And I think that many people can feel the same way. Imagine you want to just uh, eliminate waste from your life. There are some things that you already know how to do. Try to, for example, make the whole shopping list waste-free. And you will start to see what is most difficult to find around you. And even now that you can buy everything online, we wanted to help people find things near them because Gozio Waste is not only about helping people reduce waste, but also helping local businesses that, that promote this lifestyle. A lot to do with uh, because we all know that we can buy everything online, but if we just focus on this, this is not the, the world we're trying to, to promote and create. Mm, absolutely. It's really important. The, the service that your app provides connecting consumers to business in that kind of way. It isn't just a service to the people using the app. It's a fantastic service to all those businesses out there that are trying to also promote this kind of lifestyle. And your app helped me find a local zero waste store near me. I've been trying to, to go zero waste this year. And uh, so far it's been a difficult journey, <laughs> but this is a very timely conversation <laughs> to be having with you because in the UK, even just trying to buy your fruit and vegetables without some kind of plastic being involved is extremely difficult. And I think it's the same for most of Europe. I don't, I don't know. I haven't uh, lived around the place very much, but compared to 
back home in Australia for me, it's very different. Yeah. I could say the same for Trinidad, going zero waste. That's like a far-reaching thought for most citizens here because we like plastic or just, you know, general products in a whole is like so deeply embedded in our culture that to think or to want to start to think about going zero waste is like, where do I even begin? And how do I keep it going? And that's a big thing. How do you go in zero waste and keep it con- keeping it consistent? That's very difficult at times. And a lot of mm, times people absolutely. don't focus on the keeping consistent. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an issue that I've already had with my zero waste journey. And even just trying to find simple things like oranges that aren't wrapped in plastic in some ways is extremely difficult. I have to go out of my way quite far to find the right place to buy them. But it's all about learning new behaviors, isn't it, Magda? It's quite a long journey. And I know that many people would feel overwhelmed if they knew from the beginning how long it can take. And it's never going to end because of the fact that we're never going to reach zero waste, probably, as much as we can without feeling guilty for the things we cannot do. And that's why we started with the basics. So we we had this huge idea of all the features we wanted to put in the the app, and uh, we used big. So the, the main features had to be having a map, where to find your local shops and then be able to search by category and also product, basic, and seeing the basic information. And then the, the second basic feature had to be a kind of list of tips and tricks to get you started. And that was a little bit different in the beginning, and with the second version, it became what it looks like now. And something that might look really simple, but this app is really thought for people that are starting because uh, I know that uh, it won't make a huge difference for these people that are already like zero waste experts and know to do everything uh, at home from zero. And no, it's just from people who are getting started and need to feel you know, guided or supported on mm-hmm. that's, that's the, the whole idea with the app. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it does a brilliant job of that. The list of different things you have for essentials, general grocery shopping, things you can do in the bathroom to reduce the waste in terms of the soaps you buy and deodorant you use. There's a lot of really great tips on there. Yeah. Have you got an SOA grant to help continue building this app and pushing it further? But I want to know, like, where did your SOA journey start? How did you discover the organization and how are you using the grant to help push Go Zero Waste app. Okay, so uh, we met uh, Emily, which is a member of the SOA, through our one. So at the beginning, we were three co-founders, Martin and I. We met and then we introduced um, the project and she told us about the, the micro micrograms that were and we just got a grant, which we are really grateful for. And we will use this morning to develop the community part of the app, which I have a great potential because mm-hmm. we're, our goal is to make this app available worldwide. So right now, but we want to make it available worldwide and make it a tool that helps the always community connect. And mm-hmm. right now, uh, I don't know if it's the same for you, but we, we've seen that many zero waste communities engage through Facebook groups, for example, and this is useful and it's fine, but maybe we can support these communities. What happens with zero waste community 
what we've seen is that they are super local because you mm. you don't even care what what happens in terms of zero waste 10 miles away from you it's a super local reality in your town or even in your neighborhood uh, so we are finding new ways to be a useful and is it something that it's obviously something that you're really focused on at the moment this community feature but how do you see that growing over time? What direction do you really want to take it in? Because I see that you're right. A lot of zero waste communities are super involved on Facebook and this kind of thing. But it would be great to have a dedicated space that also has a map built in where you can find zero waste businesses and then also challenge friends to zero waste challenges or talk to people about how their journey is going. How, how do you envision it unfolding? So basically, from an individual point of view, we are trying to develop futures focused on education so people can find appealing ways to work on their sustainable habits. I think that, that the great challenges of uh, sustainability to be appealing and engaging for people. And luckily, there's a lot going on in, in this field. And then from a global point of view, what we're doing is we are contacting national and local youth communities in the country mm-hmm. we are already available and we are building partnerships with them. Because right. for some of oh, these communities, they have the database and they have the community connected, but maybe they don't have a stable technological tool that helps them build this community you know, like centralize it almost yeah, some people just have a google map yeah. yeah that's enough but we're trying to build a, a tool that is more useful than that and mm-hmm. uh, make it available for these communities and uh, we are not like, willing to make money out of it we really it's part of our, our mission so we're doing right now this with the polish zero waste association in poland and with Reto Zero Waste. The main challenges of joining forces is that every local or national group we will have built their database in a different way. For example, mm-hmm. if they are mapping all the water fountains and refuse stations. And for us, right. we didn't include that in the beginning because we know there are specific apps for that. And then uh, it's super interesting to get in touch with different communities and see how are they gathering this knowledge and how we can work together to put it in common. So we're not willing to standardize it in a way that it loses its richness. We are just trying to join forces to to help this grow. That's it. Yeah, like to facilitate the connection almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have such a great resource. It's so interesting that you mentioned that because I was going to ask like about cultural differences and how you put all those things into play when it comes with the app. But like you said, if you're letting the localized communities have their systems in place that already exist, and then in terms of going zero waste, these solutions could become more suited to their cultural customs or their traditions or whatever it is they have going on and not be like a global standardized thing. So it becomes more achievable mm-hmm. and for all these people across the world to achieve going zero waste so that's good yeah that's one thing i was most concerned about because it's very easy to be like go zero waste and this is the standard but if you're not taking into, <laughs> into consideration like country specific or context specific different understandings it wouldn't work so it's good that you have that mindset and that feature in place to help drive it yeah i think you touched a very important point and it's uh diversity because sometimes uh, I think you will agree with me that sometimes 
this zero waste movement lo- looks a lot standardized with hipster images of <laughs> pantry and white urban girls. Yes. Yes. With a lot of filters on it. You just described my Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're pretty aware of that. And this is something we have to redefine because if people don't feel that they can do this in their own terms, they won't feel that they are part of it. And and as you said, Kadija, all the diversity behind it. Like mm-hmm. going zero waste in a rural area in India, not the same as doing it in a neighborhood. And this is a, this is a beautiful part of this project, finding a way to, to promote this around the world and, and respecting and promoting this diversity. Yeah, but I think through the local communities that you would have in the overall community part of the app, like that would be a good way to tackle that problem. I think that there's a great potential here to create, to turn the app into not only a connector for different communities, but a place for them to grow and, and network. It seems like that is the, the thing that you really highlight that's lacking from a lot of <laughs> these communities they are really specific in their own context and they're thriving in those places mm-hmm. there are so many lessons to be learned between those places yeah and as you said for example like you're from australia uh, i've developed even in many places of australia so you might mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. for granted that it's the same somewhere else and it might be totally different or what your ways must be the the normal standard for some countries because they never <laughs> stop reusing things or using reusable in some ways. Yeah. (laughs) One of the biggest things for me, this isn't really a difference in zero waste communities, but yeah, one of the biggest things for me moving to the UK from Australia was having to deal with the fact that everything I bought came wrapped in plastic. In Australia, we have the same problem, obviously, but not to the same extent. I don't know what things are like there these days, but you can go to your local grocery store and, and not have to worry about your apples being in a pre-wrapped plastic bag or anything like that and that's I, th- I think of that as a luxury in and of itself as well it's not just that the zero waste option like you say is always a luxury sometimes it's actually something that is just culturally continued that way and uh, it's viewed in, in other places like the uk that having the apples in a plastic bag is a luxury and the preferred way because it means that they've been grown and monitored and picked to make sure that they're the perfect apples and put in a bag and kept clean and a lot of people still see things that way and well this is something that has become even more important during the last year with all the pandemic the the whole idea of associating like plastic wrapping with hygiene and protection and safety mm. this is a like a, an idea that is not always true it might be in many cases more perception than reality there are many interests and it cannot only be changed from a consumer point of view like it has to change but i strongly i strongly believe that brands are more and more uh, sensitive to what their clients and consumers say I, I don't like to be naive because uh, there is a huge change that has to happen in order to make our cities and, and, and towns zero waste. We, we all have the potential to, 
to make a difference, at least at, in our scale. But like you said, it could be overwhelming. It could really and truly be overwhelming. But is that <laughs> it's those baby steps that one thing you start carrying your reusable bag and then you cut out plastic bags and then you start doing this and you keep building on all those little habits and then eventually you'll find yourself being, hey, I'm a relatively low waste citizen now. You know, That's you have to start somewhere. Yeah, and, and it's not only not only this. You you probably are inspiring other people to make these first steps. And having built the app and been on your own journey towards zero waste, what's the best way to start? Okay, so I always say that again, it's it's really different from one person to another. So, very first thing you can do is to just look at your look at your bin, uh, start a relationship with your own rubbish. And yeah. which is something that we don't really have. We could just throw it away and mm-hmm. stay in our mind. But when you have uh, rubbish and waste in your house, try to develop this uh, critical look on what's the, the first single item of waste you generate the most. And for example, I think that for many people, we're drinking uh, bottles of liquids yeah, or milk or juice. I think in terms of volume on plastic, this probably will be one of the, the most important ones. And uh, the other one can be, it surely it will surely be organic waste. And this is something that in some places it's somehow sorted. But in other places, there's no organic food waste management at all. So just look at what you generate the most and step by step, one by one, find a way at least to reduce it. For example, you may discover that there's a composting club in your neighborhood and mm-hmm. that you can start taking your organics to this place. And for example, in my community, there's these guys were that pick up your organic waste and they make compost out of it and they give the compost back to you after some months. So they really close the circle and then right. that... Uh, put people together and teach them more about how valuable is that the, the things we see as waste. Yeah. You're not only reducing waste, but learning new things and building a new connection people around you, which is, uh, has a great potential, and also you develop a new relationship with your own waste. It might sound huge, but it's a process, and it can just start by, by looking at your being and deciding yeah that's definitely a good place to start so all of you all listening out there like magda said get in a relationship with your trash i wonder if you think that the zero waste or low waste movement is like really picking up in barcelona or if again it's in like small pocketed communities or or if it's like a trend or a hype that people are on right now and if you think that it will last yeah what's it like at home in barcelona it's becoming a thing I know mm-hmm. it's still not huge as it is really in France or in Australia, but it's definitely a thing and I don't think it's a trend. I think it's just uh, one of the parts of conscious and sustainable consumption. So one, one other side is sustainable fashion, for example, and the other one would be like buying from local groceries instead of buying apples that have to cross the Atlantic. So this is or another huge part of this movement is trying to change your diet and going more plant-based. Right. Uh, so I think just one of these 
small parts of General Awakening because I have the app and I can see all the new spots. Right. That's great. Yeah. Can, can businesses find your app and register as they pop up? Yeah. We made it collaborative and pretty automatic. So both businesses, people and ourselves can add spots. And because the whole idea was to make it really collaborative. So it grows from common or shared knowledge. So you, you mm. know the place, I know mine. But when I travel, of course, this is only for the most committed ones. But when I, mm. whenever I see a place, I am a small part of the community that are willing to add new, new spots wherever they are. But it grows this way. And because we're receiving this input every day, we know that more and more shops are opening. And it's kind of funny because there are two kinds of shops. The shops that have always been open and mm-hmm. that are owned by people that now maybe they, and they are in their 60s and for them it's just doing things as usual. They don't have this plastic free zero waste mentality. They are just selling things in bulk, for example, what they did and, and what their previous owners did. And then there's this, this other sort of shops opened by younger people that uh, have started with this movement and just want to give some alternatives to their community. And might sometimes be a little bit hipster. Yeah. The one I go to here actually is very hipster. My local zero waste store. Some of the, the kind of aesthetic they have is exactly the kind that you uh, yeah. described. That Instagram friendly hemp bag, everything's made of wood kind of aesthetic. Yeah, because as we said, and, and looking up in this world of marketing for other people, and sometimes I try to be a little bit rebel about it. But mm-hmm. I see the, the positive side of it. And it attracts and, people. It's, yeah. it's good marketing to have a pretty way of presenting zero waste for those who like the way it presents. Because it means that people think it's an easier, attractive way of living in some ways. If you see a nice photo or you see a nice zero waste store and you're like, yeah, let's just build everything of wood and use hemp bags to package everything <laughs> anyway. Yeah. As you talk about marketing and stuff, so how do you get your app out there? Do you have like outreach programs with schools, with businesses, with different communities, or do you market through social media? Like how do you get more people involved on the app? We do a lot of like professional networking, trying to connect with these people that are already engaged from a professional point of view, because they Mm. are normally the ones really connected with their own communities. And mm-hmm. I'm not really in favor of putting a lot of money on Instagram ads and Google ads. Yeah. And this is a standard way to thousands of people. But because of that, we mainly bootstrap the project with much money and we haven't done any investment rounds. Uh, so we, we, try to, we try to build this organically. And it's basically me dedicating hours to marketing and, and trying to connect with the people around the world. And hopefully our conversation will also help uh, connect with some people. And I will be more than happy uh, if someone wants to reach out. Absolutely. And hopefully not and soon we will have more resources to, to spend. But, you know, I, I just don't want to bomb uh, people's accounts with, with sponsored but this is not the way i like to to work so yeah Yeah. a little bit of this and that very (laughs) organic growth maybe at some point but for now 
Yeah. yeah, it's only the way to go. There's already these really strong communities built around the world and tapping into them is seems smart to me. Yeah, so you hear that SOA, Magda needs her next micro grant or two. We're <laughs> <laughs> happy, we're born. Get on it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay then, thank you so much for sharing with us your own personal zero waste journey and the way that Go Zero Waste has started to grow and, and change already with the new community features you're working on. And I, for one, hope that I'll be able to contribute to the app myself. I've got it downloaded. I am at least starting with the intention to start my own my own Zero Waste journey. And, and we'll see how it goes. I really do wish you guys all the best because it's, it's a really amazing thing that you're trying to do for the world. Yeah. I think it would be good to have something like this in Trinidad. Right now, it's extremely difficult, as I said, for us to go zero waste, but there are small things that could be done, so you never know. Maybe I might decide to pick up the mantle and lead the way for being that local community leader for going zero waste in TNT. Start your local compost club. Nah, I don't have the resources. <laughs> That's not where I'm going with this. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, and we'll just have to do what, what we can and be great about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's no point making yourself feel guilty about things that you're still wasting when you're at least trying to, to reduce your waste in the first place. And not just that, sometimes the system is designed to keep you locked in into this this practice of train waste out all the time and stuff where you don't have the tools or the means of becoming zero waste or doing things so it's yeah. tough you've, you've got me thinking today how on earth would i compost i where i live i don't have a garden or anything or anywhere to put that compost but if someone in my community has somewhere for that waste to go then i think it's time to start looking because i'm sure yeah. there is some kind of club out there it's all about sharing these new ways of thinking isn't it changing behaviors mm-hmm. we love it we love it and inspiring others of course Great. We'll definitely catch up again soon then. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. How did you find that, Khadija? That was very interesting. Like, I love the practicality of the app and like how they really took things into consideration to make sure that everybody could use it and it could really be a useful tool. Mm. But I loved when she said to have a relationship with your trash because it's true. You might just think, oh, I'm going to stop using plastic bags when your biggest waste could actually be plastic bottles or it could be, I don't know, dental floss because people don't even think of things like dental floss as single-use plastics, but it is. 
So until you really examine your trash and understand what it is you're using and how you're using it, that's the only way you could come up with a proper solution to how for how to move forward and become zero waste or low waste. So I find I find yeah, that was it depends good. on you. It depends exactly. on me, doesn't it? One of the yeah. things I actually, an idea that I toyed with when, when I was first thinking about going zero waste myself was that what if for three days a week you just had a backpack and all of your plastic waste you had to keep in the backpack with you at all times. <laughs> so wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, yeah, you, 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 have you use plastic, you pop it in the backpack when you're done with it. And then yeah. by the end of the day, potentially, you've got a full backpack and it shows you just how much waste you you, you would usually be throwing away and forgetting about. Uh, I don't know. I thought it would be a good way to teach myself, look at this, Alex. This is how much yeah. waste you're producing. Yeah, it will help you understand your consumption patterns and your waste patterns. Yeah. So that's a strategy, actually. Maybe I'll take that up. But again, like you mentioned in the whole interview and stuff, like how you didn't, it was like second nature to you in Australia. And for here in Trinidad and like many other places, and you were like, the system is designed to mm-hmm. not have a zero waste lifestyle. It's almost like you. I don't know about second nature, but it's definitely <laughs> easier. It's definitely easier. Growing up, we had compost, we had a worm farm we could buy all our vegetables without having to put them in plastic bags although yeah. that was an option there are plastic bags still that you can put fruit and veg into at the, at the big grocery stores and stuff but they don't come pre-packaged that way mm. i think it's a luxury it's definitely a luxury but it's a luxury that's been born out of the global system that we currently rely on for shipping food around and everything like that it's just like fighting a wall, running into a wall over and over again, trying to be serious. And I have tried, but again, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not trying hard enough and it might sound like I'm making an excuse, but you guys really don't understand. Unless I am picking the fruit <laughs> straight from a tree every single time you go to a grocery or something like that it's going to be wrapped in plastic that's just what you're getting like a zero waste shop for example you could go and get like nuts and and peas and almonds and all these different things and walk with your own jar and full we don't have that so again it's just yeah it's challenging but you have to start somewhere and by identifying those challenges and stuff you could start working around it and coming up with different solutions or you could be the one to pioneer it you never know like i said maybe i'll be the one to pioneer it maybe not that might not be my calling (laughs) but maybe i'll inspire somebody else too it it goes to show how great the work that magda is doing because we've jumped straight into a conversation about (laughs) zero waste and we should do our due diligence and mention again the go zero waste app and that it's available on the google play store on the uh, Apple App Store, wherever mm-hmm. you want to get your apps, it's available and hopefully will be available in your country, wherever you're listening, very soon. It's already in over 30 countries, like Magda said, and it's because of her great work and her knowledge that we've spun off into such a conversation about yeah. <laughs> No, because it's making us evaluate our life. So maybe exactly. it will help you guys evaluate yours. And once again, we have to mention SOA for giving her the grant to help build this app, which again is a very yep. useful tool. And that community aspect of it is so important. Yeah. This yeah. is something she's, you know, Magda and her co-workers are doing off their own backs. Mm-hmm. And it relies on that community, on the zero waste community that's built up around them. Really great stuff. Really great stuff. I can't wait to catch up with her and see what's going on in the future. Yeah. 
So just remember, start a relationship with your trash. If there's anything that you heard from me, let it be that. And if you want to show us a little bit of support, you can always follow us on Patreon. So you can sign up to be a patron to the show at patreon.com forward slash PCA pod where you can sign up to different kinds of tiers and get all sorts of benefits like early access to episodes if you're a really big fan of the show but most importantly it helps us make this free content for you and for everyone else out there yeah and if you like what you heard today give us your love on all our socials at PTA pod on Instagram Facebook and Twitter and thank you very much to Legion X for the music we mix together to create our theme And thank you to all of you lovely people for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye.